spreading the ashes with dampened eyelashes. It's Rhyme and Reason 697. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, Tony here. And uh, in my last episode, I was sharing how we celebrated. We had a memorial for my mom, and we were celebrating her life, not just mourning her death. We did that last week, or it's over a week now. That um, that was on April 17th. We did that in the little town of Gardner, Kansas. And then I started thinking about what came next, you know, after the short speeches were over and the room was put back in order and the leftovers, you know, how, you know, there's food, there was leftovers in my sound system. Well, I had uh, my equipment and my brother had his sound system and a lot of the ceremonial items and, you know, that kind of stuff. All that, after all that was carried out and packed into cars and driven away, um, there was just one thing left to this whole thing, and that was the spreading of the ashes. Because um, my mom made it clear through, I don't know, recent years that she didn't want a funeral. She wanted to be cremated if and when that time ever came, and, uh, and it did. So that's, um, that's what we did. We um, carried through with her wishes to be cremated. So um, that was one thing that I had never been a part of before, the spreading of ashes. I've always been to funerals. So this was a little different. And as it turned out, um, my younger brother, Bob, who was kind of in charge of things because that's where he, uh, he lives there and and um, he's a good organizer. And uh, my sister, Lori, were, she was uh, in charge of parts of it too. Um, but he was kind of in charge of, you know, getting everybody together in the same place at the same time and, and then getting the rest of us, just the immediate family, for the uh, spreading of the ashes part. So he suggested uh, the old farm where our family had lived decades before as being the location to go spread the ashes. And uh, the rest of us agreed that it you know, made a lot more sense than trying to get everyone together by the ocean. Mom had always mentioned or often mentioned that she thought that would be a, a great send-off or whatever you call that when you spread the ashes because she'd, uh, she'd always enjoyed the warmth of the beaches around Florida. Matter of fact, when Elgeline and I lived there in uh, Florida, South Florida, she came and visited, uh, visited us. That's easy for me to say. She came and visited us and enjoyed it a whole lot. But um, it would have been quite a strategic challenge, to say the least, for all of us to get together and make it to Florida. So we just decided to meet at the old farm and um, have the a ceremony there. A very impromptu, very informal. But it was a weird experience for me because, uh, well, partly because I'm the quintessential skeptic. So, you know, I kind of always wonder if the ashes of a loved one are truly the ashes of a loved one. And uh, are they the sum total or, you know, just a token? Because I think, can they get all the ashes of 
a body into that little bitty container. It just seems weird. But, you know, I, I uh, managed my skepticism and we proceeded with the, uh, the emotional ceremony, like I said, and like, eh, like very informal. We went to the place and that was a strange um that was a strange thing for those of us who had lived there, and the only ones who, who that was was my brother Bob, my sister Lori, and me. We had all kind of spent, well, let's see, my mom and stepdad Bill had uh, that place for, I think, seven years on the outskirts of a little town in Kansas, and it was out in the country, way out in the country at that time, it felt like, and down a dirt gravel road. We used to pull into the driveway, and there was a big barn there and a nice country house. You go there now, and you can tell, I mean, there's a little bit of the remnant of the barn, but, uh, well, I mean, there's a structure with the roof and everything, but, you know, the doors are gone, and a lot of the side pieces are gone of the barn, and the whole house is completely gone. The only thing left is the old cellar, the stone's that formed the cellar, the stones, and whatever they used to keep the stones in place. And it was partially filled with water, and we're all standing around. The three of us were looking in there, and I said, isn't that weird? We used to walk down in there and get things out, you know, get some of the uh, uh, the canned tomatoes out that uh, Mom would can and stuff like that. It was just a uh, strange experience to see that it was just gone, and everything was so grown up there that you could hardly tell there was ever even a yard and we had a real nice big yard. My uh, mom and stepdad had a huge garden back there. We used to get tons of food out of it every summer, from everything from lettuce and onions and garlic and tomatoes and peas, corn, all the way to potatoes and cantaloupe. It just a lot of food that we got out of there. It was so weird to see that it's just it's like it never happened. It's almost, you know, like we're looking at each other. Well, we were all here, so we know it happened. But uh, anyway, the the good thing was for the main attendees, the ceremony, um, we were Christians. So we, we knew that uh, mom wasn't actually there because, like I said, we know that mom believed in Jesus as her Savior, and she went to live in heaven the, the second her last breath left her body, absent from the body, present with the Lord. We knew that. But for many, I mean far too many people, those ashes, ashes they're holy, they're sacred. And the, the ritual of, of spreading them is, you know, is an opportunity to reconnect with the universe. And the reason I'm bringing that up is I found a prayer for the ashes ceremony that's kind of an illustration of what I'm talking about. The, the person who came up with the prayer, and I'm going to put air quotes just like I put real quote quotation marks around it in the um, article that I wrote about this. Um, you know, they came up with a so-called prayer. It told readers to feel free to revise it as you see fit and use it as you like. And the prayer started out with, you were called to return to the essential, and they capitalized essential, to the infinity, and they capitalized that, far too soon. So they're saying you were called to return to the essential, to the infinity, far too soon. And then they continued by talking about the location. 
and today at this appointed time, I declare this place sacred. I now take holy waters from this lake to purify my mind so it may be clear and quiet, a vessel for wisdom, wise in knowing it will not ever know. Mm-hmm. So to give credit where credit is due, at least the writer recognizes we are body, soul, and mind, a.k.a. spirit, but wise in knowing it will never know? That's just silly, because it cancels itself out. I mean, like like uh, some guy named Joe would say, come on, man. And then the prayer continues with, oh, infinite and unknowable of which we are. And it made that like it's the name of something. They're all in capital letters. I now command to you ashes from our beloved, and they, you know, you can fill in your name, whose life force you so swiftly reclaimed to rejoin. And I'm just going to say that they probably made a typo there. They command, probably should have been commend. And I mean, that's disjointed, discombobulated, and dysfunctional humanism trying to disguise itself as spiritual. Because you and I are not the infinite and unknowable. As a matter of fact, not even the one true living, loving God of all creation is infinite and unknowable. Because over the course of thousands of years, he wrote a book to make himself unmistakably knowable to us. And so while he's infinite from eternity past through eternity future, you and I had a beginning. So we're not infinite and we're not unknowable because God knew us even before we were born. So to get back to the spreading the ashes of my mom, it was a ceremony of remembrance and it was emotional and it was one last time to feel an earthly connection to her, but we didn't declare the location to be sacred ground, and we didn't need to purify ourselves with any holy waters. We simply said our last goodbye. And I thank God for the rest he gives to me and everybody who lives in the knowledge of the sacrifice that provides the way to be born twice. And I know that was true for my mom. So her rebirth gave her uh, entrance into her eternal heavenly home. And spreading the ashes was just a ceremony because she wasn't there. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this uh, again. Uh, sort of homage has continued on for my mom. But, you know, hey, it was the one mom. And now I don't have any parents here on earth. So... You know, hey, there it is. If you've had to deal with that, you probably can understand. If you haven't, I hope that you do once, uh, you know, you do have to experience it. And I hope that's far off. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Rhyme and Reason, brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com, where it's essential that you get over there as soon as possible. Click on that merch tab and get that t-shirt that says, Life has Rhyme and Reason because... God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your